0: Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hello, Car Wash Nation. This is David Begin and welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. Hope everybody's having a great September. You know, we're starting to get into the fall time frame. The weather's seeming a little cooler. I know in some areas of the country it never feels like it's ever going to cool off. I know in the south and south central, southwest, southeast, my my colleagues down there are are still complaining about the heat. But we're starting to see a little cool weather here in Colorado. Starting to see some leaves starting to change here and there, which is kind of surprising. It always feels like it's early. There's something about the end of August and September like I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for football. You know, we just kind of seem to get into the summer season and all of a sudden football season starts. And I know my brethren in the Southeast, uh, the SEC, there's uh, there's football season and there's waiting for football season uh, down in the Southeast, but uh, they well deserved that particular reputation. But uh, fall's good. So it's time to kind of get ready for what we have to think about in the wintertime. If Wintertime is your busy season, so making sure everything's looking good at the car wash, making sure you've got your equipment tuned up and running, and all your processes are are operating sufficiently, uh, so that you can uh, provide the best service to your customers. Appreciate, uh, sure they appreciate it. And uh, had a, I want to talk about an interesting subject today. It's going to be the differences between standards and expectations. I had an interesting call with one of my clients yesterday. Uh, about a situation she was having with employees, and she got really frustrated uh, about you know in a certain event or situation with employees and and we were kind of talking about her standards and her expectations and I uh, said so, well how how do you want to feel about this? you know how what's what's a way you can kind of look at this and approach it and And she approached it from the standpoint of well, I just need to lower my expectations uh, you know in order for for me to feel better and I, I thought, well, that you know that's an interesting idea interesting concept that that she would think she kind of has to lower her expectations and and it made me start thinking what what are the differences between standards and expectations that you have for your employees and for your customers and so um you know i wanted to kind of talk about the differences between standards and expectations and i found this interesting letter from Jeff Bezos the CEO of Amazon Uh, It's a shareholder letter he writes every year, and people actually look at his shareholder letters because he's got a lot of great information, a lot of great management advice that's in them. But uh, it's very thought-provoking, and I think if you're always interested in in business or technology, it would certainly behoove you to read his shareholder letters. But this is one that he produced for uh, 2018, and to talk about this issue of high standards. And so when, when you talk about creating standards for an organization, and every organization has standards, um, whether you set them or not, every organization has, has standards. And he is a big believer in making sure that we have very high standards, that Amazon as a company has very high standards. He's got 560,000 employees, right, that, that work for him. So he really starts off his letter by thanking his 560,000 employees that come to work who who should be obsessed about the company, customers, and, and should be committed to operational excellence. So he thanks his employees, first of all, which I think is a great idea, because without great employees, most of us don't have any sort of business at all. And I think it's always the employees that are the engine of the business. You know, we have to have customers, but, you know, the only reason why we have customers is because we've got a great employee team that wakes up every day you know wanting to serve the customers, especially in the car wash industry, do we want to serve our customers and create a great experience for them when they come and wash their cars Then the second thing he does, he thanks his millions of customers that continue to rank Amazon as number one in terms of customer satisfaction uh, and then he points out one issue that I think is really important for us for customers is customers are very fickle, right their loyalty um, is very fickle and they're only loyal to a customer to a company. Until a customer offers a better service, so he really has a big understanding of the fact that uh, you know the success of Amazon can go away in a heartbeat, and and we've seen cust- we've seen companies here recently that uh, you know that have some missteps that we think might be too big to fail. Uh, the one example I think about right now is Boeing, who I'm a big fan. I'm an airline. I'm a pilot myself. I love Boeing as a company, but you know this whole 737 Max situation. Yeah, it's really been a major misstep for them, and and there's a question of whether or not Boeing is going to maintain their dominance in in the airline industry as far as manufacturing airplanes because of the trust they lost, and and customers are very very fickle when it comes to that car washing. You know, when you're buying a fifty or five hundred million dollar uh, airline, it's a different situation than when you're buying a, a ten dollar car wash. So the fickleness in the car wash industry, you know, can be very very quick because you know my my um my my switching cost is what we call my switching cost in the car wash industry is very low, which means it doesn't cost me anything to go across the street and wash cars at at a at a at a competitive car wash if I'm not like what's going on, if I don't think the place is working correctly, if I'm getting kind of a a, a marginal product, if the employees are not helpful and friendly, if the site doesn't look good it's very, very easy for me to go somewhere else. In, in the car wash business. So you got to keep that in mind when you think about your your customers the switching cost, even though you might even have a great uh, membership program, you know the way most membership programs are set up is I can cancel at any time and I can go across the street and set up a number n- another membership. So you know keeping in mind that our customers are fickle in the car wash industry, I think is important and it kind of keeps us on our toes to create those high standards that I think we want as managers and owners, right? And, um, and one more thing he talks about is the expectations of customers. So the expectations of our customers don't stay static, they go up, right? So one thing he talks about is yesterday's wow factor quickly becomes ordinary. So you think about when you put in all this cool LED lighting in your tunnel, right, well guess what? Everybody else is creating LED lights and then that becomes the new normal after a while. And, and, and when you start thinking about how do you create a remarkable experience you know, you got to keep your ideas fresh and keep your ideas new, uh, because because what you did last year or the year before then becomes the standard, and 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 you know people have incredibly uh, high and rising expectations, and so the only way to kind of ma- manage that is to have really high standards within your organization, and so he shares some of these essentials around high standards within Amazon and I'm gonna kinda of point out a couple of these. So the first one he talks about is whether high standards are intrinsic or teachable, okay? So do people automatically have high standards or can you teach people high standards? He really believes that people can learn high standards. High standards is a teachable, a teachable thing. And, um, and he says the way you teach high standards is through exposure, right? So you've gotta expose people to what high standards are in the car wash industry. And I'm just going to give an example, and it could be something as simple as our standard at our car washes or to make sure that we open on time or open 10 minutes early. That's something I kind of believe in. You know, I always hate going to a business and, you know, it's two minutes before 10 o'clock and the business is still closed and everybody's in there standing around, not really doing anything but they're not going to open the doors until 10 o'clock. Now, maybe that might be the standard of the organization. Maybe it's the standard of the store manager, or maybe it's just that team that's in there that just doesn't want to deal with customers. So when I'm, I'm pulling on the door and I want to get in because it's two minutes till 10 and everybody's kind of standing around, I just find that very frustrating. It kind of communicates to me they don't want to deal with customers until the very last second where, where they have to do that. So, so we created the standard of we, we, we open 10 minutes early. So the way that you communicate that, you communicate it, you teach people to do it, but then you follow up on it. So I made sure that, you know, our washes were open 10 minutes early. And sometimes I would go to the car wash 10 minutes till 7 o'clock to see if I could wash my car. And if I couldn't, then I had a conversation with the site manager why I wasn't able to wash my car. And so... You know, getting in those type of situations, I wanted to create the expectation and the standard. This is what we do at our organization to create high standards and to create customer service. Okay, so exposing people to those things. Now, he also says once you create high standards, and I do believe this, high standards are very contagious. Okay, so once you establish those high standards and everybody in the organization understands those and strives for those high standards, it becomes very contagious. So when you add a new person to your car wash team, right, it's very easy because you know what? They adapt very quickly to those high standards. They might have came from another car wash, uh, you know, where maybe the standards weren't as high. But when they come work at our car wash, the standards automatically raise kind of and they adapt very quickly to that. But the one point he wants to make, too, that Jeff makes is that the opposite is true as well. So low standards will spread like wildfire. And if you don't maintain high standards, you know, people start going to default standards or low standards. That will also spread like wildfire. So it is some energy and effort to keep those high standards high, but not much energy effort to create low standards, right? So we, uh, I don't know if I might've mentioned this on a future podcast. We had an ex-employee who's now managing another car wash in town, kind of came over and wanted to kind of grab my employees to come work for him. His standard was you get to play on your phone all day. We don't pay you a lot of money, but we don't wash a lot of cars, which allows you to play on your phone all day. So that is what I would call a low or no standard organization. And the good news is my team, the guys that he was trying to get to come over and recruit to his car wash, wasn't interested in being, being a part of an organization like that. And I, I really made me feel good and made me, made me appreciate the fact that the standards that we keep Make a difference, so that that was good. Um, the other thing I, I would say is that in you know high standards, you're either universal to the organization or specific to each domain of the organization. So you've got to be able to have high standards in all areas of uh, of maintenance. You got to have high standards in cus- taking care of your customers. You got to have high standards in hiring. Um, you know, you got to have high standards in terms of how you operate the car washes. And so you've got to develop high standards in each one of those specific domains within your organization. And when you do that, because you could have like really high standards for operations, but, you know, have any standards for hiring. And those two things aren't going to mix well. So make sure that you, you know, you create high standards for each one of the domains within your organization. And it's got to be in every area of interest within the car wash. Um, the other thing that he talks about, the third or fourth thing he talks about is making sure you recognize um, what good looks like. So what 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 does high standards look like in that particular area in the organization? And then the one thing that, that's important as well is have realistic expectations. So this is where I, when I was coaching this particular lady, you know, I asked her, Do you really want to lower your standards or do you want to change your expectations of the people that you're working with? And I think that's the big differences between expectations and standards. Never, ever, ever lower your standards. I don't think anybody should ever lower their standards on what they want. If you're a manager or you're an owner or even if you're a car wash worker, you should always have high standards for yourself because it's just a lot better in in the long term for everybody involved if you keep high standards. But... The thing that I realized, and this was a big mistake I made in my career, and I'll, I'll be really honest with you, I spent the first you know, five to seven to eight years very frustrated in the car wash industry because I had these really high standards of how I wanted to run my operations. And you know what? My expectations of my employees were exactly the same as my standards. And my employees never ever met my standards. And then I finally did some study and did some research and got some coaching and work with some great people in the industry to realize that, you know, maybe I can have two different buckets here. I can have a standards bucket and an expectations bucket. And when I realized that probably my expectations of my employees are gonna be somewhere less than my standards, then I I started freeing up uh, emotional energy. I started looking at the business a lot differently. I started not taking everything personally that happened, you know, whether we we wasted chemical because we weren't doing what we were supposed to be doing. Uh, you know, we, we had some car damage we probably shouldn't have had. We hired some employees that probably didn't work out. I used to get all worked up about those things, you know, thinking I could have a very high standards organization. And, you know, I was able to differentiate between the two, between expectations and standards. And wanting to create high expecta- standards for my, my, my organization and my employees, but realize that they're, they're striving for those standards. And that it, their, their performance is going to be somewhere less of that. Right, so well, wanted wanted to you know kind of point out the differences between the two. When I figured that out, I was a much better individual, much better person, much better owner, much better manager. Uh, when I realized that you know I'm I'm teaching people to to strive for those standards and those ex uh, you know by having realistic expectations. So one of the things I think it's important is you know recognize what it looks like. The second thing is you know, have realistic expectations of how hard it's going to be, and it's going to take some work to be able to achieve those results. So, you know, when I implemented a new bonus program this year, I realized that probably in the first quarter, my guys were probably not going to be where I wanted them to be in terms of their performance, in terms of selling clubs, in terms of their maintenance, in terms of their downtime. We had all these metrics that were created. And I I had kind of have, real, you know, I'm not going to say low expectations, but realistic expectations of what it was going to be like. So, if you're trying to change your organization, if you're trying to create high standards, it's going to take some time, and it's going to take some hard work, and you've got to understand and have some realistic expectations that it's not going to happen, um, you know, right away. So the other thing that Jeff says is unrealistic beliefs on expectations, which are often hidden and undiscussed, you know, will kill your overall high standards. So you know, don't create unrealistic expectations. And, you know, and to your employees and to your operations because those will tend to kill the overall high standards that you're trying to achieve. So his recommendation is to achieve the high standards, you must communicate realistic beliefs about how hard it's gonna be and how, uh, how much time it's gonna take. So what's the scope of getting that particular standard you know, ingrained in the organization? So he talks about two examples uh, here to illustrate that point. One of them is skill, so he talks about the skill factor the skill factor into creating high standards, and his belief is no, right? So his example that he likes to use is is coaching. So a football coach isn't necessarily the best player on the team, right and and that that's that you know that's pretty pretty universal for any sport that we have. So the coach doesn't need to be able to run the ball, doesn't need to be able to throw the ball, and a film director doesn't need to be able to act well. But but they need to be able to understand, develop, and recognize high standards for those things and teach realistic expectations to their players or their actors, right? So somebody needs to be on the team, has to have the skill, but it doesn't need to be the individual, the manager. So just identify within your organization Who are the people that you think can execute on the high standards that you're looking for? It doesn't have to be you necessarily. Right? So then he talks about what, what are some of the benefits of high standards? And I think this is, this is really important here because this is what we got to, got to focus on as we manage our car washes. What are some of the benefits of keeping high standards? And anytime I was communicating to my employees about high standards, You know, I would, I would communicate some of these benefits, but I said, I want to create an organization that you want to work at. And the only way I can create an organization where you want to work and you want to grow is to measure you guys against high standards, right? I want to be a, a, I want to be a car wash that has very high standards for, you know, our operations, for our maintenance, for our customer care, for our wash quality. I want to have great standards because that's a much better place to work than a place that has low standards or no standards. Nobody wants to be at a place that has low standards or no standards. So Jeff's benefits he talks about for high standards are organizations obviously with high standards build better products and services for their customer. That's just a natural and I totally agree with that. You know, you produce a better product for your car wash customer when you have really high standards. The other thing from a people perspective, he talks about that people are drawn to high standards. Right. That will help you recruit and retain good people. If you've got low or medium standards, are you going to keep the high performing people? Probably not. Right. The people you're going to create, or you're going to keep are the people that are interested in medium to low performance standards. And those are typically not the people that you want. And, you know, that helps with your overall recruiting and that helps with your overall retention. You know, we've really made a big focus in the last year and a half creating high standards and we've seen a direct impact with our retention of employees. We actually, this year, won an entire quarter without, without having to hire people. And in the 12 or 13 years I was a car wash owner, that never ever happened. So I was really excited about seeing the benefits of you know creating high standards. The other thing that's important is, is he talks about number three, which is a culture of high standards is protective of all the invisible but crucial work that goes on in a company. So if you have a standard, you know, a culture of high standards, people will do the right things because it's the right thing to do because that's what the expectations are, right? So you want to make sure that, uh, you know, the crucial work that goes on, which means that, you know, give an example. So when you're doing maintenance, you know, over the years, I, I sometimes have difficulty in getting people to grease bearings. So it says grease the bearings. And that's one of those activities that if you don't do, it's not, visible right unless you go back and look at the cameras to say did they really grease the bearings or not but if you have a high standard of maintaining your equipment you know we've got high standards of uptime we've got high standards of wash quality people understand that greasing the bearings is a is a component of that and that's an example of the critical work that goes on at a car wash that's somewhat invisible because i can't tell if you grease the bearings or not right but you get people excited about high standards, they make sure they do the right things to make sure that those standards and expectations are met. So that's, that's, that's number three that he talks about, one of the benefits. And number four, which I think is really important, is having a high standard organization is actually a lot of fun. You know, People have fun at a place, you know, people like to come work at a place where they enjoy working, they'll have fun at a place they enjoy working, and I think high standards in an organization is a direct result of having fun and enjoying coming to work. And so, you know, those are some of the benefits I think of having high standards. So, um, you know, so Amazon obviously is, is a company. We all we all probably do business with, we all like, we, ad, we admire, um, you know, and, and I think Jeff has really understood, you know, this particular issue of having high standards in an organization. You know, and uh, his quote at the end of the letter says, "Leaders have relentlessly high standards. Many people may think these standards are unreasonably high. Leaders are continually raising the bar and driving their team to deliver high-quality products, services, and processes. Leaders ensure that defects don't get sent down the line and that problems are fixed so they stay fixed. Right? So a little different business, but you know, that's that's very." very, uh, applicable to the car wash industry that, you know, we want to make sure we're producing a great quality product for our customer in a great environment with great people. So those are always the three things I always talk about when we talk about car wash quality, you know, we're producing a great car in a great environment with great people. If you have those three components in the car wash industry and you're constantly striving for high standards, right, then you're going to be able to, uh, to you know you're going to be able to do well in this industry you're going to be able to survive the competition if you keep executing on those those particular you know three standards and and and, and that's what we believe at our car wash here so you know obviously uh, Jeff Bezos very successful individual Amazon very successful company the other thing i like about Amazon is they don't take their success for granted they realize that you know any day some new technology or new company can come in and literally blow Amazon apart Again, we think Amazon's one of those companies that's too big to fail, but Jeff Bezos doesn't take that attitude. He actually believes that his company will be obsolete in the next twenty to thirty years. Right? So his job is to is to delay that that obsolescence as far out as he can. But he realized his company might not be around in the future. And so with that type of attitude, You know, you take a whole different approach to your business when you think about that. And you think about uh, the fact that uh, there's somebody out there that's developing something right now to make your business or make your company obsolete. So with that type of attitude, with those high standards and then expectations somewhere below those standards, I think that's where you can really kind of develop that quality, develop your teams, you know, own a company or manage a company that you can be proud of. And I think that's the most important thing. At the end of the day, we all want to be proud of what we do. We all want to be proud of the businesses we own, and we want to to be proud of the products that we produce. And especially in the car wash industry, we want to make sure our customers are delighted. You know, that when they're coming in, they're getting consistent service, they're getting consistent quality, uh, they're getting consistent customer service from us, and, and that their expectations are met. And so, again, I think that's kind of the difference between standards and expectations. And when I sort of figured that out, my life got a lot better. So hopefully you'll be able to take away a few pieces of information from this. And, uh, you know, if I was a manager or an owner, I'd kind of take a look at well, what, what are my standards? What are the standards that I'm setting in, in my car wash? And what can I do to make that better? So great. Appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for listening. We always love the comments that you give us on Apple iTunes or Google Stitcher. We're also on Spotify now. We're on a few other locations that you you can find the How of Car Washing, but uh, definitely leave us a comment, leave us a rating if you would. It just helps other people in the industry know that we're out there. You know, we, we're still kind of a niche podcast, but uh, you know we want other people to know that they're out there. A lot of great things, you know, a lot of good people that we interview, a lot of great ideas are, are given here on this podcast and we want to be able to share that. So, you know, leave us a comment, leave us a rating if you would. And really appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the How of Car Washing. Thank you for listening to the How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com, and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on the How of Car Washing.